Hey guys, welcome back to Off Topic with Caitlin and Linnea, and today we're going to be playing a fun game. We are going to be playing Two Truths and a Lie. So basically with this idea, I kind of came up with it and then texted Caitlin and she was like, oh my gosh, that's so fun. But we're thinking it would be so fun to share two truths that God has told us to every lie that Satan has told us, Um, especially when it comes to our future's identity and like what our relationships with Christ look like. Yeah, so we're each going to share our own little lie that we've heard personally from Satan and then combat it with words from the Bible or words from God so that we can share what he says about us as opposed to what Satan says about us. All right, guys, let's Let's get get off topic. Hi guys, welcome back to Off Topic. We are so excited to be recording today. Um, We're going to do a little life update before we start getting into the topic. Um, Nothing much been going on lately, just work and school, you know. (laughs) What a life update. We're we're almost, I'm about, I'm almost spring break, which means we're almost done with our second semester, at least my second semester of college. And I am so excited to be done with that, thankfully. And I am ready for summertime and to just, like, have that burden off of me. And, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. What else have I been doing? I don't know. I've oh, my of... birthday's coming up. Oh, my yeah, birthday's coming the... I'm going to be 19. Ooh. Almost done with my teenage years. And I am so excited. Grateful for another year. Yay for Caitlin. Yay I can't for believe me. that. I can't believe you're 18. It's so crazy. Uh, like. You're, like, 20. I'm old, y'all. It's okay. That's so weird to me. <laughs> I feel like a mom sometimes. Like, all my friends are younger than me. But anyways, my love life update. My love. <laughs> my life. It's okay. Also, we've been laughing this entire time and haven't been able to record we've for, like... We've been sitting here for, like, an, about hour an hour and trying to record, but... But anyways, <laughs> the dumbest thing set us off and we just start laughing. Or I can't even look at Caitlin when I'm, like, trying to I'm speak. just sitting here smiling and she just starts <laughs> bursting out laughing. I'm like, I'm it's just okay. enjoying my myself thank you very much anyways anywho back to back to my life update back to you back to you Linnea back to me okay thanks so much Caitlin anyways I've just been working a lot um last week was kind of crazy kind of overwhelmed with a lot of school and stuff I have a big exam that I have to take after recording so hopefully that goes well by the time this is up I get Good grades on that. I have um, to go into school to take an exam on Thursday. And it's on paper. It's a math one. Oh. I don't even know if my calculator works anymore. Rip. Wow. Anywho. Y'all be praying for that. <laughs> Please pray that my calculator works. <laughs> Otherwise, Caitlin will be failing this exam. But it's okay because I didn't even take the last one because I didn't know how to take it in person. Yeah. So Oops. any points at this point. But, you know, something. as long yeah. as you get some good grade. But anyways, um, today we kind of just wanted to talk about two truths and a lie, kind of what we shared earlier. Um, Caitlin, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. So something that I feel like I have been kind of telling myself and hearing from the world and, you know, from Satan's influence and stuff like that is the phrase... Nobody loves me. That is something I have struggled with a lot of my life, especially in, like, middle school, beginning of high school, 
you know, just throughout my entire life. And I was just always convinced my friends didn't like me. My family was annoyed of me. I was like this weird person that nobody liked. And my personality was annoying. And I just, it made me feel very lonely and, you know, unloved. And a lot of the times I realized that Satan was just telling me that I wasn't worthy of love. So I, I would just feel bad about myself. And like the beginning of high school, I literally stopped going to things like school events. Like I literally remember specifically laying in my bed and I was just like super depressed because I was convinced that nobody liked me. None of my friends wanted me to be at this basketball game. So I didn't go. And my friend, Zoe, actually called my brother and was like, where's Caitlin? Like, why isn't she here? And I'm like, and my mom was yelling at me. She's like, you need to stop being so sad all the time. And I'm like, I'm sorry. But no, I that's definitely a big lie that I feel like I've been telling myself and, you know, convincing myself of that Satan will kind of just like whisper into my ear. And I'm like, well, nobody likes me. I'm annoying. And I'm like, okay, but why? Like, who who say who's saying that other than me? I mean, of course, nobody's gonna, not everyone's gonna like you and everything like that. But like the people in your life who show you through their actions that they care, that's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what my lie is. I don't know what you if you've dealt with anything like that yeah I've definitely dealt with that especially through like my teenage years I really struggled with like feeling very left out not wanted in a lot of stuff which wasn't really true I just I don't know I just stood out differently I guess on other people or I just felt that like I was the one friend that nobody ever invited over or things like that like I always had to initiate everything and it kind of made me feel just like unwanted. And I know like obviously your parents love you and your family loves you and you've got like a couple close friends, but even sometimes you just feel like unwanted. And I think that's one thing Satan really tries to like pound into your brain is that you're not wanted and that you're not loved and that you're not important. So like why would you want to do anything? Exactly. And that like I feel like for me personally has pushed me away from the people that actually do care about me. Right. Just because one person may not like me or like may not invite me to something, I convince myself nobody else. If this one person doesn't like me, then nobody else would. Why would they? Clearly, I'm a terrible person. I'm weird. Or like not even just that, but if my friends may say one thing about me and it kind of, like, hurts me. I'm like, okay, well, they don't like me. They mm-hmm. don't want to hang out with me. They think I'm annoying. And I'm like, okay, but that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just something I've struggled with a lot. And um, now I'm going to talk <laughs> about my truths. My first truth that I found in the Bible was Jeremiah 31, 3. I have loved you with everlasting love, with everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued to extend faithful love to you. And it's, I mean, it is what it says. God literally loves us everlasting. Like it just never ends. And it's not necessarily saying anything about the world, but even if you lose absolutely everyone in your life, and let's say at the very least odd, like, nobody in your life actually loves you that's on earth. There's still one person who's going to love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And like it says, he's all, he extends this faithful love to you. Like, he's always going to be faithful to us. 
And even when we're not faithful to him, which is so amazing, and that's one of the best things about God is that no matter what you do, even when we're sinners, even when we don't, like, recognize that God is real and God is working in our lives, he's still faithful to us and he still loves us. And there's always going to be somebody there that cares for us and loves for us and wants the best for us in our life, which I think is just so beautiful. Like, can you just think about that? Like, Mm -hmm. God's just up in heaven, like, she's so amazing, (laughs) and I love her, and, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, that just really brings a lot of joy to me, even when I'm, especially when I'm feeling alone, and, like, nobody cares for me, even though I know that's not the truth, Mm -hmm. but, I don't know, it's very comforting to me, and it's just something that I found a lot of joy in, and... Mm -hmm. I think that's so good. I think it's I think it's incredible to know that we have got like a heavenly father who genuinely cares about us and like he gives people around you to love you but also he's got such a divine and like pure love for you specifically as a person as as his child and being reminded of that through scripture is incredible. Like that's a really beautiful verse. I really like that one. What was it again? Jeremiah. Jeremiah 31, 30. Mm-hmm. And kind of going off of what you just said about it being like such a pure love, it's like God loves us even before we turn to him. Even the people mm-hmm. that like never turn to him before they die, like he still loves them. And that's, you know, he's not loving us to get something out of the relationship. He loves right. us just because he does. It's just unconditional love. And that's nobody on earth is going to give you that. And I think that's incredible to know that. God loves us so much that there's, like, no conditions. You don't have to do anything for him to love you. And so, yeah, I think that's so important to remember. Um, But that's really good. I really like that. Yeah, and then one last point about that verse is, like, that's showing that there's always one thing we can count on, and it's the love from God. Mm -hmm. No matter what, his love never fails, Mm -hmm. as that song goes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, My next truth from the Bible is first John four ten. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that He loved us, sent His only Son to be the sac- sacrifice for our sins. And I mean that's just it's basically John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. But that's going again and saying, you know, God sent his one and only son, the only son he'll ever have, knowing that we might not love him. But he still sent him to show his love for us so that we could have the chance to spend this life with him. And not only that, but, you know, like I said, he's not sending it based on whether we love him or not. It's based upon his love Mm -hmm. and the love that he has for us and how strong that is. And um, something from that verse made me think of 1 Corinthians I think it's 13, 4 through 7. Mm-hmm. I just pulled that up on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Love does not, or love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not irritable and does not keep a record of wrong. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Um, from that verse saying that, God was not selfish and he kept no, he, and he still to this day does not keep no record of wrong or right with us. Mm-hmm. It's like a clean slate with him every single time. As soon as you act, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> and they just flicked yourself in the face and was like surprised. I just poked myself in the eyeball. 
Your face is what made me laugh. You just look shocked. <laughs> like you can't control your hand or something. Anyways. <laughs> Anywho. Um, but just going off of that, he God, God's love isn't selfish. And that that is just one of my favorite parts about it. And not only that, but, you know, he has no records of wrong. He's not going to be like, you did this. And because of that, I'm not going to love you anymore. Right. And right. that's something I feel like we struggle so much with in the world today. Like, somebody messes up, even on the tiniest things. Mm-hmm. Like, her dad was just <laughs> telling us this story before we came in here when we were eating <laughs> about his friend's girlfriend. <laughs> his friend, like, lied to his girlfriend for a while, saying that he wasn't colorblind and her dad and him have this whole system. It's complicated. Like sign language, he would sign like the colors, like with his hands of what the girl's like. What's this color? What's this color? And when the girl found out, she was like furious, <laughs> just because she he lied to him. But mm-hmm. even though it was some dumb thing, I was like, I would have laughed at that. That's mm-hmm. funny. But you know, no matter what we do in this life, God's not going to use it against us, and He's going to continue to love us any. What was I saying? Anyway. (laughs) Anyhow. I don't know. He's going to continue to love us always. I just completely lost (laughs) my train of thought. Like, completely. Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) No, but, like, that just shows, like, in today's world, like, (laughs) she's lost. It's okay. No, you keep... My eyes itchy. <laughs> My cousin has itchy ears. <laughs> We're getting that out, I swear. I know, but it's funny. Um, no, but God's love is unconditional. It is, it's not selfish. It does not boast. It is patient. He's patient with us. Like He gives us our entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. If you die within the next hour and you still <laughs> okay let's it's just a, hypothetically <laughs> you die within the next hour and you give your life to god he's like great like <laughs> i see in heaven <laughs> like he's not gonna be like come on come mm-hmm. on come on yeah i mean i and i think like yeah he might be a little sad because you know you could have spent your entire life like spending it him. with him mm-hmm. and stuff but you know, he's not going to use that against you, like I said. Um, his love is not rude. It is not arrogant. And I think that just also just goes to show how, like, true love is supposed to be. You know, you see all the movies, and it's just true love. And honestly, that's not really true love. That's, they kind of just show like it as, love. like, loving you at your best. Mm-hmm. And loving you at your best. And when you're at your worst, you have no friends and you're all sad. But also, like, the Lord just loves you always. And I think that's so um, just encouraging to think about, like, yeah, even when I don't even love myself. And that occurs quite a bit of times where I'm super discouraged or I just don't feel, like, worthy of love. That's one thing I wrote down in my notes um, from, like, the lies that Satan tries to tell you is that you're not worthy of love or support. But knowing that God has that consistent love just it's so abundant and is there for you when you chase after him. And I think when we get so caught up in like the lies Satan tells us and what you're saying is how good God's love is, is we forget that God is good and like God is love. And it's not love doesn't come from people. And like love does come from people, but it's not the only type of love that you need 
to be like it's not something that's going to complete you right like it's not going to complete you just because somebody says okay I love you too like if they don't mean it and they're just saying it to make you feel better like that's not true love true love comes from the Lord and he really does love us yeah um that reminds me of something whenever not always but a lot of the time I like to think and be like okay like how would God handle this situation and you know God is love so just looking at this verse tells you exactly what you need to know and I feel like that's why they have it like a lot of the times people will say that as their vows Mm -hmm. at weddings and I sometimes think it's overused but if you actually apply it to your life like it does not envy it is not self-seeking and that is love Mm -hmm. like pure and just like you're doing it for that person and not for yourself and you know not being like looking at your partner or your friend and being like you did this to me and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna hold this against you because you did that to me and I'm never gonna forgive you and I'm gonna keep making you repay for it Mm -hmm. and I mean like God doesn't do that to us he literally was like you guys have failed me over and over again, but I'm still going to go and send my son so he can die on the cross and mm-hmm. so that you guys can spend eternity with me. Right. Which, like, that's insane. Like, could you imagine, like, somebody doing you wrong, like, turning on you, like, doing the worst possible thing to you? And you still sacrificing everything for them? Like... Exactly. I just, I think as we're sinful human beings and, like, we just can't even imagine, like, I just couldn't. Like, if somebody did me wrong, it's not like I'm going to be, like... Being there. And that's what makes us human, and that's what makes him God. Right, right, exactly, yeah. You know, and that's the most beautiful thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, A couple of the things that, like, I have learned over, like, the last couple years and some of the lies that I've believed is, um, so the lie that I've believed for a really long time and really just held up in my life is, like, the standard of, which is what I saw as the truth, which is not the truth, um, was that um, my identity and, like, my importance come from what people say about me, but also where I stand educationally or, like, my success in school. And that's been something all throughout high school and all throughout, like, middle school that I really struggled with. Um, And I just always felt like if I wasn't in a specific class or if I wasn't as smart as other kids around me that I just was so stupid that I wasn't worth anything. And that was so hard for me to get over because, like, I was also homeschooled growing up, so I just felt, like, left out of, like, the public school, I don't know, area of, like, kids and what they knew and stuff. But, like, my education has been, like, incredible. Like, I'm so thankful for the education that I have had and everything. But I just let that define my worth rather than letting God define my worth for the longest time. Um, I kind of wrote down... What I said, my lie was, I said, a lie I've believed is that my identity and how important I am comes from other people and my success in school, not from God. That my worth is defined by the world's standards and that I'm not good enough if I don't live up to those standards. And that's such a lie because it's not what the Lord says about me. Um, But the truth that I have, like, heard from God has been in scripture and some of the things that... Um, God has compounded that lie with was a verse in Matthew 5. Um, it's talking about the salt and the light, Matthew 5, 13, um, through what, 15, 16, something like that. It starts talking about, um, how we're the light of the earth. 
um, or the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And then in verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And I think that that verse, I just really love. I've always loved that verse. I've loved the book of Matthew um, and how much goodness there is in that. But thinking about how like my worth and my identity does not come from like what other people say about me. Like if I have a light in my own heart from the Lord and what he's given me, why would I cover that up because of a lie? Like, why would I let Satan say, okay, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're not, you're not in the same grade as this person, or you're not educationally in the same spot, so it just means you're worthless. But guess what? The Lord combats that with, hey, you're my child, and I love you, and I have given you this truth, and I've given you your gifts and abilities that are different from each person, and you're able to shine brightly through this, so don't be covering yourself up and, like, being a light underneath, you know, a bowl. You can't see if you're covered up. Yeah. Um, something with that, it's like, who, what are you basing this off of for, right. for what, how can you base your achievements upon somebody else's? Mm-hmm. Like how, what are we, who, who right. is defining this? <laughs> exactly. You know, who defines success? Right. Some, some quote that I've heard a lot about, not a lot about, but I've heard a lot mm-hmm. is like you define your own success mm-hmm. or, you know, for Christians, it's like. We define our own success upon... Like what Christ calls us to live by and what he says about us. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, even in just like the worldly things, what are these people defining success (laughs) upon? Yeah. Like it's just, it's it's almost like a broken system type Mm -hmm. of deal. Like you're defining it off of what somebody thinks is... Successful. Exactly. But like I, where I'm in life, I feel like I'm... I'm not successful, like, highly successful, but, like, I feel like I'm doing good. I don't think I'm a complete failure. Right. But that's upon, like, where I used to be to where I am now. I'm not basing that upon where other people are in life Mm -hmm. because what's the point of that? It's kind of going off of our last episode with comparison. And, like, you're comparing your life to somebody else's, so you're saying that, oh, I'm, I'm not successful because this person is in a different part of their life right in a quote-unquote better part of their life mm-hmm. and they're higher up in this and they're they're getting their their dreams done and stuff like that they're getting engaged <laughs> they're having family you know mm-hmm. it's like okay but just because they're there and I'm not doesn't mean that you're not successful right and that's what I let myself and still do sometimes that's what I let myself base my importance off of and that's where I was just like okay Who on earth is saying I'm not successful? Like, sometimes I'm my biggest bully. I'm my biggest critic, and I'm my biggest hater. And I think we all struggle with that in different ways. But sometimes, like, I'll be so honest, you know, I cry about school so often. It's not even funny. But it's just, it makes me so discouraged. But I was talking to my mom, and I just broke down. I was like, Mom, I literally don't feel, like, good enough about anything. And she's like, why would you say that about yourself? Because look at what you've done so far. Look at how far you've come. You've achieved this. You're incredible customer service. You're incredible with being extroverted and talking to people. And you know how to, like, share the love of Christ with people. 
like verbally and physically in the actions that you do, just because you struggle with things educationally, it doesn't make you less of a person. Just because you're not good at one thing doesn't mean that you're like not worth of worthy of anything. Right. Which is like such a good point. Like, I don't know. It's something I've struggled with too. I, I've convinced myself that I'm not pretty enough or I'm not athletic enough. Like all the people in my school were, all my friends were. And I was right. like, you know, I would, I'm, I'm not worth anything because of this, which mm-hmm. is completely not true. Like our worth isn't based upon what somebody else can do and what we can't do. Right. Yeah. And one, like another verse that I was reading that kind of stood out to me was Romans twelve two, And it talks about um, this. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve God, what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And I think that just goes to show like God's will for our life is nothing that we're going to know until we fully devote our life to him and like we fully surrender that. So yeah, I'm struggling with school. I'm struggling with college and my future and fear of that. But also I know God's will is so much better than what I even have imagined for my life. And so it's like what you're talking about comparison and like, that's something I just struggle with on the daily. Comparison is so easy to do and it's hard to quit, but not comparing myself to others and saying, okay, I need to be just like them to be successful. I need to be just like them to like have a future or anything. Because my success is based on what God calls me to do and what he says about me and not what others are saying about me, you know? Exactly. I think we listen too much to the outside world. And then by doing so, it fuels like the the inner devil inside of our mind telling us all of these lies. Like it starts with a little spark of something and mm-hmm. then it just kind of builds into a fire and keeps growing and keeps growing and burns down everything good. <laughs> right. And yeah, it's all about and this is like one of the things that I struggle with a lot is not letting that spark turn into a big fire forest fire in my mind and Mm -hmm. tearing down everything good and everything that is true and everything that is true is not from this world it's from what god says right you know and of course i know um we were talking at my youth group this past week um, we didn't have it this week, but the week before that, um, about relationships and how the Bible, because it, it doesn't really talk about relationships. It just talks about marriage. So a lot of the times I think it can be hard to base our our standards on something when we don't have the knowledge of it. But I feel like you can kind of almost feel God telling you like what is right and what is wrong I feel that personally like I know this is something a lot of people say and may think it's not true but for me personally my gut feeling is like God being like this is true Mm -hmm. like I don't even know how to explain it's the weirdest feeling Mm -hmm. ever like I literally am like and I can never get it off my mind I'm like I have to do this or I you know, I can't keep lying to myself about this because I know that that's what's true. Right. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's such I a weird feeling. Like, I think the Lord gives you a gut feeling about certain things. Like, there's certain things I have intuition about, and I'm like, 
there's no way that this is just my little tiny brain saying, maybe you shouldn't do that. It's like, okay, this is specifically from the Lord. And I think sometimes that comes through as the Holy Spirit speaking Mm -hmm. to you as well. Oh, yeah. Even when you're like, okay, is this me or is it not me? That's another thing when I was younger, especially in high school. I am talking so fast. Holy smokes. (laughs) I just got on like a little rant. But when I was in high school, one big question I had was, how do I know it's God telling me to do something versus me telling me to do something? And I was like, is this what God's calling me to do? Especially when I was like considering camp ministry. Was I wanting it to do it just by myself and saying, oh, camp is so much fun. Yeah, camp, summertime, whatever. Or was I doing it because God was like, okay, Linnea, here's an opportunity for you to have like a spark of interest in this mission field. And so it definitely was from the Lord because now I'm camp counseling and I absolutely love it. But also I was really conflicted because I think I was overthinking it too much. Yeah, I... I feel like everyone kind of hears from God and, like, the Holy Spirit in their own little ways, and you kind of just have to learn. You know, it's kind of like a learning curve being like, okay, this is what God is telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you don't listen to it, a lot of the times for me, it doesn't go away. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm like, no, that's such a lie. Like, you're, you're dumb, Caitlin. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. It's just I feel so confident in it that I'm like, this, this is true. And then a lot of the times it's like it works out. And I'm like, okay, this is what the Lord wants. This right. is what he was saying. And I'm like, I should have listened earlier. I could have you know, caused a lot less trauma. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's like so important too, is like knowing that, you know what, God knows and I don't have to. And sometimes that's scary. I hate not knowing what's in the future. See, I hate (laughs) not having control. It's, that's the hard thing. My mom's friend, Shannon Barry Popkin, she actually wrote a book called Control Girl and my dad wants me to read it. It's actually really good because it talks about like how we just want to control everything. And it comes from her perspective as a woman and everything. But I think like how much control we want to have over our life is absolutely insane because it just, did your stomach just growl? (laughs) (laughs) But it's crazy because I want to know everything. I want to know the specific details, but also I feel like if I knew what my future held, I'd be terrified because then I'd be living in fear if something went wrong. Okay. So I was literally just talking, I think it was at, to my sister and my cousin when I was at um, my sister's apartment this past weekend about how I always had this really bad anxiety um, whenever I would talk to guys and be like, I keep imagining my hand, like, they don't like me. So I would imagine these scenarios where, like, they would break it off with me <laughs> and stuff like that. And I did it with my ex and stuff like that as well. But I've done it with guys when you can just kind of tell that they're losing interest. Mm-hmm. And so then I start playing these scenarios in my head of, like, it unfolding. And every single time, it does absolutely nothing for me. I, I convinced myself, I'm like, okay, well, if I, like, practice how it's going to go, it's not going to feel <laughs> as bad as when it actually happens, right. which is and so not true. It actually just causes more pain, like, because mm-hmm. you're just, in, you're suffering, imagining all these scenarios in your head for so long, and then it finally <laughs> happens, and that causes even more pain because it's finally happening, so you're not playing the scenarios, you're actually living it, Right. and it's like, I don't know, it's just a long, long, twisty road, and it's just kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's like I think that just goes to show how human we are. Honestly, we we mess up. We like set ourselves up for failure sometimes, and that's where I think it kind of ties back into like God knows what you want, and like God loves you, and He knows the desires of your heart, and He knows. Okay, I see where you are, my child. I'm gonna take care of you. You just have to trust me sometimes. All times, actually, you need to trust me at all times, and that's really hard to do. But I think, and I just remembering that just because. Like I said earlier, just because you're in one place and somebody else is in another place does not mean that God's plan for you is is worse. Right. Yeah. It's like it's equal. God has a different plan for each and every single one of us. And like one thing I wrote down in my notes, I said, God knows who you are even when you don't know. Um, what did I say? God knows who you are even when you don't know who you are as yourself and like us as sinners we always get lost in what people tell us and what they say about us but like God knew us before we were even born and he knew that Caitlin and I were going to be recording a podcast he knew that she wanted to go into sports he knows what I'm about to say (laughs) I don't even know what I'm going to (laughs) say right and it's just like it just goes to show how much goodness and compassion and true love there is in like our heavenly father and I think that's just so I don't know. It's just so incredible to think that God loves us so much that he's going to take care of each and every single one of us in different ways. And you can, like, see that in your own life. I've seen it before multiple times. Mm -hmm. Even when, like, things are terrible and I'm like, this is never going to get better. Like, I remember so many times just sitting in my room crying and I'm like, this is never going to get better. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so dumb. Like, I'm never going to pass this class. I'm never going to get friends. I'm never going to get anywhere. Look where I am today. <laughs> Look who you are now. Like you know, I'm not at like the best place in my life, but I'm in the best place I can be right now. Right. And that's how I like to see it because <laughs> you know, I'm not perfect. I'm human, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make me any less worthy of anything. I right. mean, it's going back to that verse what was that um 1 John 4:10. God literally sent his one and only son to die for us. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't show how worthy you are, then I don't know what does. Like, God thought that you were worthy enough, even though, you know, he, we don't promise that we're going to love him, you know? Yeah. There is no actual. (laughs) There's no, like, sign the agreement that (laughs) you're going to follow Jesus. Like, you could say that you're going to follow Jesus and then a couple months later turn into a completely different person and not be a Christian anymore. Right. But he still, he still sent his son and he still loves you and he still thinks you're worthy of all these things and all of the best things in life. Mm-hmm. And um, something that I was talking about the other day was somebody was like, well, if God is such a good God, then why do bad things happen? Like mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't think it's necessarily God being like rude. It's mm-hmm. just like. I like to see it as we have our own free will. Yeah. God did that so that, you know, he didn't want a bunch of robots being like, I love you, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Right. Like we have our own free will. And because we're not going down the path that God wants us to go down, he's not controlling that. Right. Because we have free will and you have the decision to either follow Christ with your whole heart or to not. I mean, you can be in between, like it's not black and white, like you're either going to go to hell or you're going to heaven. Like, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you've accepted him as your savior, then, yeah, you've you've got that foundation. But also, are you going to live that out? Or are you just going to say, okay, I'm a Christian, cool, and then continue to live your life 
sinning, you know, constantly, yeah. like enjoying your sin? Or are you going to say, okay, this is actually like you feel conviction about it and you're saying, you know, I don't want to sin like this anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. So I'm going to repent of that and fully devote my life to Christ. It is a constant battle. We all sin and we're not perfect. And Caitlin and I are not perfect at all either. So it's like, it's okay to not be in the best part in your life, but don't stay there and let Satan keep saying, okay, here, I'm going to give you this lie. Let's just keep feeding it. Like what you said, like feeding the flames. Like there's so many lies that I believe about myself. And it's, it is so hard because I'm trying to combat it with scripture. But sometimes I'll be honest, like sometimes I just feel like God's forgotten about me. And that's another lie from Satan. Yeah, I feel like there's not only lies about ourselves we tell ourselves, but there's lies we tell about God. Like sometimes I'm like, does does God really love me? Because bad thing, this isn't going my (laughs) way right now. Right. But that's just going along with like God's plan. Just because it's not going your way doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Right. Or like just because you're not like where you want to be right now doesn't mean you're in a bad place. And it doesn't mean it's God's fault. Exactly. Right. And I don't know. Like I said, it's like we have our own free will. So we can either choose God and get this amazing gift of a life. It's not going to be perfect. God never promised us that. But we can't start blaming God for the for bad our things. Own sin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For the bad things that happen and the things that we choose. But he's not going to punish us for it. It's just we're choosing our own path. And because of that, like, we're not going to get all these amazing, like, this peace and this joy if we go and choose down paths that you know, God didn't plan for us. Right. I think one thing else I wrote down was um, we need to not trust Satan more than we trust God. And that's one thing that I'm just, it's on the daily. It's in my daily walk with Christ. I think something I hear a lot of people say is a lot of the times we struggle with making the lies a lot louder than the truth. Right. And so in our life, we need to make the truth a lot louder than the lies and just kind of, I feel like I was listening to um, Janine Amapola's uh, podcast the other day. Oh my gosh, I do not remember. Happy and Healthy. I was Mm -hmm. listening to Happy and Healthy the other day with Craig Rochelle and he was talking about creating like healthy habits for your life and habits start with like disciplining yourself and I've been doing that a lot lately because I've been trying to eat better and work out more and it doesn't just it's not like it's just a miracle and it happens you have to discipline yourself and be like I'm not gonna do that and you have to do it over and over and over and over again until it becomes a habit and it just becomes like you know breathing to you Mm -hmm. one thing like I I found this quote This is a little, like, it's still on topic, but it's kind of off topic. I found this quote in actually one of my notes list. It says, a whisper in a quiet, a whisper is quiet in a loud room, but a whisper in a quiet room is loud. And I think that's kind of like, I don't remember where I heard that. I think it might have been in youth group years ago. But thinking about how if, if we're quiet and we're silent and we're listening for the Lord to tell us something like that whisper is going to be so much louder if we're not letting Satan drown it out with like screaming lies in our face. But if we're listening to, you know, Satan and hearing everything that he's saying, there's no way that we're going to be able to hear the whisper that God is saying, you know, come back to me, come back to me. I'm here for you. I'm like, I've given you this life to live. And so I think sometimes we just need to let, we just have to let our hearts be silent and not let everything that we're hearing from the world or from our friends or from what other people are telling you, like you can only get so much 
encouraging advice from people before it's just kind of like, okay, you're all saying the same thing. Especially, yeah, because it just ends up being kind of like saying I love you every 10 seconds, being like, okay, well, do you actually mean that every yeah. 10 seconds? Right. You know, it's, I don't know exactly. I was going to say something. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what, but no, it's just like, you know, not, you can only, like you said, you can only get so much from other people. Like a lot of the times when I would be struggling with something and I would text a friend and they would just be like saying the same exact thing every single time I'd right. be struggling. I'm like, okay, well, this isn't helping me. And I don't know why I thought it was. Right. And the only way to kind of heal from something and move forward is either, you know, take the advice right. and actually use it or A, or but I think what you're trying to say is like you can either listen to the advice that people are telling you or B you can just live in that and say okay well you told me this stuff but I don't want to follow it anyways but also you're just going to be stuck in that like exactly and you start blaming people for other things it's like you gave me this advice okay well I'm sorry that you got butt hurt by it it's like God being like I gave you this you're like yeah, but I didn't want it. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, I just want you to fix my problems. I don't want you to tell me what to do. I want right. you to fix my problems. It's like, like I don't it's want so you much to call easier. out the sin I'm living in. Okay, well, how are you going to change, girl? You're not going to change. I until feel like you that happens it. a lot with like prayers. I'm like, something I heard all a couple years back was God. When you pray for like peace or strength, you know, God's not just going to give you the strength. He's going to give you opportunities to become strong and to <gasps> whoa <laughs> that's so good I know and I, I don't remember where I heard it from but that's just stuck with me ever since and whenever I pray for like strength and stuff like that I'm like okay well how can I be what can I do to become stronger and what can I do to improve in this mm-hmm. you know not just really like sit back and relax and wait for God to fix it like God's not just going to snap his fingers and fix all of our problems. He wants to be there with us while it's happening, while the growth is occurring. Right. Oh, my goodness. That's really good. I like that. (laughs) I know. That makes so much sense because when we're praying for strength, it's like, okay, here's a trial that I'm going (laughs) to call you to get through. And you don't even realize it until you – and ever since I heard that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so true. It makes so much more sense. I'm like – this is like God telling me that, you know, here's an opportunity to do this and, you know, do what you will with it. But if if you don't get anything out of it, that's, you know, I gave you opportunities. I gave you the tools that you needed. And if you chose not to use them, that's that's on you. That's right. go, that's again going with like our free will and stuff like that. Man, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that like I really like that. Oh, my goodness. Um, I want to start applying that to my life more, you know? Okay, Lord, here I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you everything I need. Okay, I need wisdom, I need strength, I need peace. Okay. He's going to give you scenarios. Right. Scenarios. Situations. Situations. To become wise and to get knowledge out of that and stuff like that and experience. And, you know, like I said, God doesn't just fix our problems at the snap of finger. I mean, he can, and sometimes he does, but also it's like. He can, but he knows that we're not gonna get what we need out of it right he wants us to learn yeah so that we don't have to keep getting ourselves it's like the whole point of history class is so that history doesn't repeat itself itself. Mm -hmm. and he's like okay well if you want to become this really good friend then I'm going to give you situations where you can be a good friend Mm -hmm. and learn from that Mm -hmm. you know and if we choose to 
you know, listen to the lies that Satan's whispering into our ears and kind of just ignoring. He's like, oh, you know what? God didn't answer your, que- your question. God didn't answer <laughs> your prayer. Mm-hmm. And in all reality, he was. You just weren't paying attention. Right. I think kind of like one good thing to end on is like, Obviously, we've talked about lies that Satan have told us and things that God has done to um, combat that. But the biggest thing Satan's trying to do when he's lying to us is distract us from what God actually is saying. And so one thing I wrote um, in my notes was, God hears your prayers and he knows your heart. And I think that's one thing. It's kind of cliche, Christianese, as you will. But it's like God does know your heart and he knows your prayers. So I think being consistent in prayer and not letting Satan take that time away from you to like speak to the Lord and being in scripture is going to give you so much more peace when it comes to that. But also you're going to know the truth because the truth sets you free. And that's what the Bible says. But also God's going to give you that truth right away in scripture. So Satan's saying, okay, you're not good enough. You're not worthy of this. And God said, actually, here's what love is. And I'm going to define it in so many different ways. And I think it's important to remember, you know, consistency is going to have an outcome and it's either going to be good or bad. If you're consistently doing a sin, you're obviously not going to be happy and you're going to be miserable because it's sin and it's not what God created you to live by. Or you can be consistent in what like the Lord calls us to live by is to be in scripture and to be in community and to be in the church and to be in service and so many more things. And you're going to see such a like plentiful harvest from what you've been sowing. And I think that's just like so important to remember, like God does hear your prayers and he knows your heart and he knows where you're at specifically. And he knows where each one of us are at individually. And I think that's incredible that we can all have this um, just intimate relationship with him where he's taking care of each and every single one of us differently. And so kind of back to like the comparison thing is just because you're not in like the same spot as somebody else doesn't mean that God cares less for you. It doesn't mean that, you know, he made you worse than somebody else because he all made us in his image. And so he wants us to all be like him and all to be following him. And so that takes commitment and it takes consistency. Um, And it's hard work. Right. You know, God, like I've said, God doesn't promise that anything's going to be easy in this life. But like the the crop that you're going to sow is going to be so worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to look back and be like, I did all of that work with God by my side. And now look at where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just incredible. Um, But. Yeah, kind of just ending off the podcast. Um, Just remember, you are loved. And both Kate and I love all of you, even if we haven't met you yet. Yes. Um, Something I want all of you guys to do um, by yourself is to just think of a lie that Satan has said to you throughout your life. And go and find scripture in the Bible Mm -hmm. that combats that. Go go play your own little game of two (laughs) truths and a lie with the Bible and Satan and be like, you Mm -hmm. know what? And and use that in everyday life and be like, you know what? I am worthy of love. Mm-hmm. I am successful. Mm-hmm. I am loved. I am, you know, whatever, you know, whatever those lies are that Satan is telling you every single day. They're not true. And God gives you so much more peace and he gives you so much more blessing when we chase after him and, and it not helps chase after Satan. you move on in life. It really right. does. Like, I, when I struggle with those lies, I just feel so stuck. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm never going to move on and blah, blah, blah. But once you find that peace, it is it is one of the most freeing things. Right. 
Um, but anyways, we just want to thank you so much for listening into this podcast. Um, maybe we'll put up a poll on our Instagram of some lies you've believed and you can share your two truths and a lie. I think that'd be fun and we can share that with you all. Um, you guys can follow us on Instagram at offt.opicpodcast. Yes, and um, I will um, put it in the description below as well so you can see it. Yes. All but. right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.